We pick up on Kuf Amud Bet 100b with the Mishnah, and uh, we are. This is the last Mishnah of this parak. Uh, we start of Hamam Enet, a woman who is uh, who refuses her husband, and this is talking about a woman. According to uh, we dealt with this a lot in Yivamot, and uh, the the majority opinion over there. There are other times where a woman uh, is married off rabbinically, but this is a case where her father died, and uh, her, her mother and her brothers or her brothers uh, married off. So it's a rabbinical marriage, and uh, she can uh, she she can refuse uh, this marriage and walk out of it uh, before she reaches the age of bat mitzvah, before she reaches the age of twelve, and uh, and and that's it. In, under that situation, uh, we're going to see uh, in Rishnia, uh, she loses, she does not get a ketubah, uh, and, and that is applicable as well, Vashnia, uh, a rabbinically prohibited marriage as well, uh, with a, um, a rabbinic uh, a relative that is prohibited from a bar rabbinic uh, law, that I uh, think that was, for example, a um, uh, uh, like a great grandmother or even a grandmother, I think it was, uh, and it says uh, in in those vayalonets as well, an ayalonets, uh, a woman who exhibits uh, uh, a lot of male characteristics. Uh, she doesn't have uh, any breasts. She's got a deep voice, and uh, she uh, um, I think doesn't end up having pubic hair, etc. All of that kind of stuff. That's an ayal on it. Uh, also related to word ayal, like a ram. So she's a female, but she looks like a male. And lahem ketuba. All the all of three cases, the this these women don't have a ketuba. Velo peirot, and she does. They don't have uh, produce. Now uh, that that's quite a strange thing because. Uh, the produce, uh, what what this really means, you can't understand it literally because uh, it's the husband that gets the produce of uh, of his wife's uh, property and not and not the wife. She's got no right to the produce. Uh, therefore, Rashi uh, says that it, it talks about her rights uh, that the rabbis gave her. Uh, in, in exchange for getting that uh, produce, giving her husband the produce, uh, the husband must ransom her if she was uh, taken captive. And these women aren't. Uh, aren't, uh, don't get given that benefit. All right, Velo uh, Peirot. Okay, so we did that. Velo Mazonot. And they are not, uh, uh, they, they don't get uh, fed. They don't have to be fed by their husbands. It says, uh, and, and also Velo Balaot. And also they're not entitled to worn out clothes that were brought into the marriage as, as part of their ketubah. Uh, and they, the, the clothes that were brought in, but then they became worn out. None of those things apply uh, to the woman. Alright, we'll see the reasons in the Gemara. Uh, and then, if from the beginning he married her, uh, knowing that she was an Ayal on it, then, uh, then it's fully-fledged marriage, uh, with the assumption has been uh, in the in the prior uh, statement where it says she does not get a Kutubah. Uh, that is uh, because it is assuming the, the man would, would think so he wouldn't want to marry uh, this type of woman who can never have children, and uh, as a result, uh, it is a Mekach Taut, a mistake taken transaction and if however she finds out that uh, she, she, if he knew she was an islandist and still he had compassion on her, she says this woman is a, is a nice lady etc just uh, from a, uh, she just got you know, funny chromosomes or something like that and he still marries her uh, then it is a proper marriage and uh, he is, she is entitled to a ketubah. In all these other cases we're going to see why uh, these women don't uh, get a ketubah. However 
those are all rabbinically uh, uh, rabbinic marriages. Uh, the woman doesn't get a ketubah. And now we get on to biblically forbidden marriages. Amana de Kohen Gadol, a widow that married a Kohen Gadol, or Grusha Vachalutza, the Kohen Hedjot, or a woman that was normally a, a divorce or had Chalitza done to her uh, that went uh, and married a, a normal Kohen. Mamzeret in Tzile, Israel, or Mamzeret, a, uh, a female Mamzer, or uh, a female Givoni, uh, who married a, a, a Jewish man, or a Bat Yisrael, a, uh, a Jewish woman, Lenati Nunamamzer, who married a Givoni, or a Mamzer, it says, Yosh Lehim Ketubah, they get a Ketubah in that situation, right? And uh, she, she, the reason is, it's a bit um, seemingly uh, somewhat... Uh, counterintuitive uh, because if a, a rabbinic, uh, rabbinically forbidden woman uh, that, uh, for example, a shnia uh, doesn't get a doesn't get a kutuba. Why do these women almost seemingly get rewarded uh, by g- be given a kutuba? So, uh, so the um, the the one uh, the number of answers to this uh, we have dealt with this problem before back in Yavamot as well. Uh, one. Uh, explanation is that people are very worried about a, uh, a, a Torah law, so they, they take pains uh, to not violate a Torah law, but they're much uh, more lenient on rabbinical law. So therefore, uh, the rabbis had to come down harder almost than uh, on rabbinical law to make sure that people don't treat it lightly. That's the one answer. Uh, the other answer really is uh, is that, uh, especially in the cases, for example, of a Kohen, uh, a Kohen marrying a forbidden woman, uh, the Kohen retains his Kohenic status. It's the woman who becomes a Chalala, uh, that she becomes uh, forbidden to all other Kohenim, and she... Uh, her, her so that woman uh, loses her uh, um, uh, a privilege, uh, loses uh, her status. Really, uh, the question is, it doesn't happen. Uh, the issue is that it doesn't happen to the husband. So therefore, as a result of that, uh, what the rabbi said, uh, you know, her children uh, will be kalalim, uh, but the, the kohen carries on. So really, what we're saying in this situation is that the man must have forced uh, the woman to be with him in that sense, because he doesn't lose his status, she loses her status, so she ends up being forced into this marriage uh, we don't penalize her further than that uh, she already is almost penalized, already penalized by the fact she becomes a halala uh, and uh, or else in the case of mamza uh, the child would be uh, um, uh, mamza etc and therefore there's no she's already been penalized and therefore she doesn't lose her kutuba uh, as a result of that and we penalize the husband actually and we make him pay out her kutuba that's like a penalty to him all right um in it uh, Aina, uh oh, sorry and, uh, and 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 that's it all right so now um <clears throat> Uh, all of those things that so they get a kutuba. All right, so the Gemara picks up. Uh, Rav Tani, Rav teaches the following. He says, Katana, you're sad, forget. What happens if a young girl gets divorced? And la kutuba, she says uh, she gets divorced. There is no kutuba for her uh, because uh, from a Torah perspective, this was only a rabbinical marriage. And uh, as a result, uh, she, she, the, the rabbis decreed um, the, well, as he says it, uh, it was never Torah marriage and if it's not a Torah marriage uh, then she's not liable for she doesn't get a ketubah uh, and how much more so with the case of a mama in it uh, with a woman that uh, can just get up and refuse her husband uh, we never the rabbis never instituted in that case that she gets a ketubah uh, because uh, that, that it would discourage a, a marriage uh, if a husband would say listen oi like uh, what happens is is that uh, I'm going to have to end up paying this woman 
uh, money if she walks out on me. Number one, uh, I, you know, as as it is, uh, there's the rabbis. You know, it's a very uh, fine line that the rabbis on the second tightrope over here is that uh, the rabbis are saying on the one hand uh, we want these women uh, to be protected these young girls who have got no father so therefore we put them into this marriage but early uh, we give them a way out in case it's a terrible marriage uh, but on the other hand uh, we don't want to make it onerous so uh, if we make it onerous for the man uh, that uh, he's worried that she could just walk out and then uh, over and above that he'd have to pay uh, additional money uh, over and above that the kutubah uh, then we're going to say listen that's, it's going to make her unattractive uh, to get married and the rabbis wanted uh, these women to be at, uh, attractive to marry and therefore they said listen uh, there is no kutubah alright and, uh, and that is Rav's view so uh, anytime this young girl uh, even if she gets divorced she gets no kutubah and how much more so if she refuses? Because then she leaves on her own volition, and uh, and and uh, you know that that's her fault that she's leaving, or not? It's 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 up to her uh, to leave, and therefore uh, in that situation uh, we we don't penalise the husband more. Right. So now Shmuel Tani Shmuel teaches uh, differently. If she walks out of the marriage and she refuses it, then. As we said, there is no kutuba for those reasons that we mentioned. That uh, the rabbis didn't want to put a, a block almost in front of the husband uh, and, uh, and and not let these girls get married. Aval your tzad beget. What happens in the situation of a get? That's not up to her. That's up to the husband. The husband gives her the get and divorces her. Yeish la kutuba. In that situation, uh, there is a kutuba. Vaz the shmuel atama and shmuel goes according to his view. Adama shmuel kushmuel has said before. Mama enet ain la kutuba. Uh, said, if you a uh, woman that just refuses to live with her husband, uh, then uh, she would not get a kutuba. She walks out the marriage. She does not get a kutuba. However, if you divorced, uh, even though you're a minor, you would uh, get a kutuba. So, mama enet. Law plus la mina akin and Shmuel continued to say, uh, if the, this uh, woman who who refused her husband, uh, she uh, is not uh, forbidden to the husband's relative. Law plus la mina kuna and uh, and also she's not uh, she's not considered a divorcee and therefore is not forbidden to normal kwanim. Uh, however, if she was divorced with a get, uh, then uh, because there's a get involved, uh, she becomes forbidden to the kuna, and also uh, because of that get, uh, she becomes forbidden to the brothers. And uh, so we look at this marriage as if it actually never occurred. Uh, and uh, and as a result, uh, if in terms of Mion, uh, we look as if it's never occurred, and therefore uh, that's why she does not become forbidden to the relatives. However, when there's a get, uh, then uh, we look at it as, as if the marriage has occurred, and uh, there was a marriage, and then there is a get uh, which dissolves the marriage, and therefore the, the, the forbidden relations and the fact that she'd be forbidden to a Kohen as a divorcee uh, does come into play. Uh, and then we add another uh, difference. If a woman just gets up and walks out the marriage, then uh, she does not have to wait three months before she marries another husband. Uh, normally we have to we, we say that a woman uh, when she when a when a relationship breaks up, uh, either through death or divorce, the woman would have to wait three months uh, to work out uh, the paternity of a new child because if she married, let's say a month later it could be and then she gives birth seven months after that you're not sure if it's seventh month um uh baby of the f- of the first husband uh or 
I mean of the second husband or the nine-month baby of the first husband and uh, and therefore could lead to confusion about the paternity. Uh, so we make a blanket decree that a woman has to wait three months before she gets remarried. However, in the case of uh, uh, this woman, there's no need to do that because we also saw in Yavamot that uh, these type of women uh, can use uh, birth control because we are worried about uh, if she becomes pregnant then uh, according to at least one opinion that she can use birth control uh, because if this minor becomes pregnant uh, she won't be able to keep the baby and it's dangerous for her and uh, she would she would die she could possibly die and as a result we would say even so so we'd say this young girl under 12 uh, that can still refuse her husband does not have to wait three months before marriage because there's no uh, worry and concern of paternity of of her being pregnant. Uh, however, if she leaves the marriage with a get, uh, even though she's very young, uh, still we have to wait three months before getting remarried. Probably uh, the rabbi said in that situation, what's known as a law plug, that we don't uh, differentiate between different cases, and uh, and therefore she uh, would have to. Uh, uh, wait three months, the same as any divorced woman. Uh, and the Gemara says, Mark Mashmalan, we've heard what Shmuel says, uh, but what is, additionally is he telling us? Because Tanina Kula, as we mentioned, we've learned this before, uh, and we're talking here, we quote it in a Mishnah in Yavamot, uh, it says, a woman who refuses a man, who uh, moteret brekrovav, uh, but he's uh, in, uh, entitled to marry her relatives, and she is entitled to marry his relatives. And uh, and she is uh, able to marry a Kohen. She's not forbidden to the Kohen. However, Natan Laget, if there is a get involved, who asubrukrovatea, he is forbidden to her relatives. Vihasurabukrovatav, and uh, she is forbidden to his relatives. Upasla Minakuna, and she's also. Uh, um, uh, She's also uh, disqualified from uh, marrying into the kohana. Okay, uh, that's the difference again with the, with a get versus a non-get. Um, uh, okay, it's uh, tricky, and uh, so so why do we need to say that? That's all in the Mishnah in Yavamot. Uh, and why do we need to seemingly repeat it? It's No, we needed this last little bit that we had uh, to, to, to mention. If she would get a get, she has to wait three months before get remarry, remarry uh, because we um, had not learned that halakha beforehand. Okay, and, and once he mentioned that halakha, he mentioned all the other things uh, with the mama in it, uh, although we would know that from Yavamot. Gomorrah says, Lama Katanai, maybe the Machloch between Rav and Shmuel is uh, uh, links in to an earlier dispute between the Tanaim, Rebeliez or Meir, because we have the following. Rebeliez says, uh, The actions of a young girl uh, under Bat Mitzvah uh, is nothing. In other words, when she gets married, she, you know, not, if it's not her father that does it, because we know that a, a young girl, uh, um, if her father marries off, that is a Dorata marriage. Uh, that is why we say always uh, with this girl that can do me, if the woman is stuck in that type of marriage, done, given uh, arranged by her father, uh, then she can't do anything about that. She can't do me. It's only if her father died and her, uh, the mother or brothers married her off. Okay, and in that situation, um, uh, the if she would go ahead and, and uh, 
get uh, get married, uh, and therefore it's got it's got no relevance whatsoever. Ain bala zakai Then if she can she finds something that doesn't belong to her husband, uh, if she works and makes money, uh, nothing that that money doesn't belong to her husband. If she makes a vow, her husband uh, has got no ability to revoke that vow. Uh, he can't annul it. And if she dies, he does not inherit her. And if he's a Kohen, he cannot even become Tame uh, for, for her sake. He can't make himself Tame uh, to go to a funeral or anything like that. According to Eliezer, she's not like his wife in any respect. Ella, um, uh, really that the, the principle is is that she's not like his wife in any way uh, except that she needs Mion to walk out the marriage that is how she does it right so maybe you would say what is the point of such a marriage uh, maybe it's just to say that uh, she's almost uh, kept in this uh, situation to keep her away uh, from any anyone else uh, that anyone could take advantage of this fatherless girl and uh, might uh, try uh, use her for immoral purposes that's it's almost like the rabbis put her uh, with uh, in a safe place uh, with his husband and uh, although uh, here the, the, none of the benefits kick in obviously until she becomes bat mitzvah and then uh, all these benefits would uh, kick in over here. Right, uh, that, but while she's young, that she's, not his, she's not his true wife at all. That's Rabbi Eliezer. However, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua says, no, no, the actions of this young girl are meaningful, uh, legally uh, significant, and therefore, her husband is entitled to her anything that she would find, and also, uh, any, any earnings that she makes, she, she does give over to him, and uh, the husband has got the right to uh, nullify her vows uh, and if she dies he would uh, inherit her uh, and uh, if, if she dies, he, if he's a Kohen he does become uh, uh, a Tame for her she, he does defile himself and become Tame on her behalf uh, according to uh, Rabbi Yoshua, the total opposite of Rabbi Yezer, uh, the, the general principle according to Rabbi Yoshua uh, she's like his wife in every single respect. Ella, she uh, The only thing is that she's not like his wife is because she can be dismissed or she can walk out of the marriage uh, just via Mion. She does not need a get. Uh, all right. So that is the difference. Uh, that's. Uh, Rabbi Eliezer uh, versus Rabbi Yeshua, and uh, now we try and link it up. Leima Rav Damak Rabbi Eliezer Ushmul Amad Rabbi Yeshua. Should we say that Rav says that the fact that she doesn't get her ketubah uh, is obviously like Rabbi Eliezer, who holds that basically the marriage is not an effective marriage whatsoever, uh, and, and you know, it's, it's just uh, almost there just to protect the woman until she becomes older. And Shmuel says no, uh, she would get her ketubah. Uh, he's going like Rabbi Yeshua who says that the marriage uh, is an effective marriage, uh, legally uh, effective, and the Gemara says, no, no, not at all. According to Rabbi Eliezer, everyone agrees 
that uh, this young girl's uh, marriage is is no has got no legal standing exactly as Rav said she wouldn't be entitled to her uh, her ketubah. Kipligi, uh, what's the argument about? Aleba de Rabbi Yeshua. The argument is with Rabbi Yeshua. Shmuel ka Rabbi Yeshua. Shmuel is, holds like the simple opinion of Rabbi Yeshua. No, that uh, the woman basically gets everything uh, except for the fact that she could uh, dissolve this marriage via Mion. Rav, I'd can look ama Rabbi Yeshua hatam ela amidida lididai. Uh, and, and, and what is Rav's opinion when Rav Yeshua says uh, that she's, she's like his wife in every sense it's only with regard to her obligations towards him uh, she has to give him the husband her earnings she has to give the husband the mitzia uh, etc and, uh, and, and, and her, her obligations or her vows are subject to her husband's acquiescence etc and therefore however uh, but as it talks when it comes from him to her for example paying her um, her ketubah uh, then uh, they aren't married and therefore uh, we can't say that the husband has to pay her anything Okay, <clears throat> uh, right, law of uh, the next uh, part of the Mishnah talks about uh, Balaot, this worn-out uh, clothing, uh, and it says uh, this woman uh, who refuses her husband and uh, or the Shnia, as well as an island, don't get uh, their, their worn-out clothes when they leave the marriage. Amalai Ravuna Barakia, Rav Kahana, Ravuna Barakia says to Rav Kahana, Amatalan, Mishmeda Shmuel, you said this in the name of Shmuel, it says, Lo Shanu Ella, Nixamalog. That's only, to, uh, he, he makes a statement, he's talking about, uh, he's not entitled to uh, old clothes, except with the Nixamalog. Uh, the Nixamalog are the, the things that come in with her, uh, and, uh, and her husband uh, can use them, and uh, he has to, um, uh, and he has to uh, give them back to her uh, at uh, at the end, and but but really it's that it's his. Um, <clears throat> Uh, you know, the, he gets the produce of it. They really remain hers, sorry, and uh, and uh, he can use them up until that. Uh, you know, throughout the time of the marriage. Uh, however, aval son bazel itlay. When it comes to uh, her guaranteed uh, property, the son bazel, literally the iron sheep. Uh, what is that? That is property that she brings in, similar to her ketubah uh, itself. Uh, really, she brings in the property. It's seen. Um, uh, from a conceptual perspective as as the husband's uh, because he can do with it as he wants uh, because uh, he has to give back uh, the stipulated amount at uh, the end of uh, the time period so therefore uh, that uh, he they seen as his things right so now uh, uh, in, 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 that's what Rav Hunabach here says to Rav Kana you told us in, in Shmuel's name uh, that uh, she'd be able to keep uh, things um, that, that really uh, belong to her but she doesn't have the uh, the the things that seemingly belong to him. So Havala uh, Ravapa um, and Papa Ravapa was examining this, and he says, "Ahai, uh, to which case are we referring to?" Enet. If we're talking about the woman uh, that refuses her husband, uh, then he did not shakla. Then, if they're still in existence, uh, she should take both uh, types of clothing. All right, uh, even the part that she brings in as malog, and also uh, the ton bazel. Uh, the whole thing is. Uh, the, the, she, the marriage is uprooted, and therefore uh, 
she everything she should take uh, whatever belongs to her. Uh, it's not that it suddenly becomes his. We don't see we see the marriage as uh, as, as totally uprooted and not existing. And therefore, as a result, uh, everything uh, she should take whatever belongs to her. E the late new, and if they're no longer in existence, well, itty bitty law shakla. Well, then there's nothing to take. Uh, you know, her husband uh, used them up. That's what he did, and uh, and that's just her bad luck. Uh, for for that. All right, so uh, it would seem it obviously can't be talking about a mamenet. Ella ayalonet. So maybe we would go to ayalonet. Uh, Shmuel's statement uh, was with regard to an ayalonet. Uh, again, we examine this. Uh, if the clothing is in existence, uh, it says shakla. Uh, she should again take both of these uh, um, items. If they're no longer in existence, Shmuel should have said the opposite and said as follows. Nixamalog. Uh, uh, with regard to this Malog property, it's really seen as hers throughout the time of the marriage. Uh, Itla, uh, she should, you know, if, if uh, she should get uh, compensated uh, for this, you know, it's, it's her property all along, and now the marriage is dissolved, uh, she uh, should get compensated uh, throughout uh, throughout the time. Uh, next, that Tson Bazel, the law should come out, but uh, the Tson Bazel things that we said, uh, that is seen as the husband's, because he can do with it as he wants, as long as he gives her back uh, the right um, uh, amount at the end. Okay, Kaima uh, Laitla doesn't remain in her possession, uh, it really belongs to her husband uh, throughout that time, uh, therefore that should have, should have said the opposite, it's not, um, uh, she would get that, so it's almost, the, it says exactly the opposite. We said um, the next same log she doesn't get, uh, but she does have the right to turn Brazil if it's an aisle on it. Uh, she, she does get the, uh, her um, log and she doesn't get the turn Brazil, which is exactly the opposite of what we said. Uh, so, Ella, a uh, schneer must be by process of elimination the schneer, uh, the secondary forbidden relative. Right, and uh, the, the rabbis penalized the husband and the wife. Uh, for going against uh, marrying marrying someone that they should have sh- shouldn't have, okay, and they said they they penalised him. Uh, he has to now go and uh, pay her out. Um, uh, you know all of the, the things. So normally, exactly what we said in the previous case. Really, what she she uh, the malog. Uh, belongs to her and the Tson Bazal seemingly belongs to him. So now what we do is in this case we make the Tson Bazal, he has to pay out uh, the Tson Bazal. So he has to pay it back to her and the, the Malog which belongs to her, uh, she has to forego. Okay, so she doesn't get any Malog property and he has to pay out uh, for the Tson Bazal property even though it was him. So that's how they, they penalize both of them uh, and that's why it, it, it works out that way. Alright, so now Amarav Shishi Bar Shimi Barab. Uh, Bar Ashi, Rav Shimi Bar Ashi says, Shmamina, uh, the Rav Kana, we learn from Rav Kana, Ayla. Uh, if a wife uh, brought home a cloak uh, to the husband while they were married, uh, it says uh, that is considered capital. Uh, and, and he can't uh, just go and use this whole, uh, uh, use it up until um, uh, it ends up wearing out. Okay, uh, so the reason is because uh, the same thing uh, is with land. Uh, the wife would get during the marriage. The husband can only benefit uh, by eating the produce, but he can't consume the capital. And the fact is that uh, he said because the, um, in this case, a woman doesn't get uh, that the, the clothing that's worn out through her husband.
husband used, but normally the husband wouldn't have a right uh, to use uh, the garment uh, because it really is seen as capital. So Avam Rav Nachman, but Rav Nachman says, uh, no, uh, use of the, this cloak is considered the produce and the husband would be allowed to do it. So we say to Rav Nachman, obviously uh, Rav Nachman, uh, is, we disagree with Rav Nachman. Continuing, ain't like a These women don't get a ketubah, and uh, uh, you know all, all these. Uh, we, we talked about those three sets of women uh, that don't get a ketubah. I'm a shmuel. Lo shanu elamane in my time. Aval tosefet yeshla. Shmuel qualifies this, and he says uh, that's only with regard to the 100 or 200, uh, whether you're a virgin or not a virgin, etc. But the extra amount of the ketubah uh, they do, they would get as well. Uh, they are entitled uh, to that thing. Uh, Tanya. We also learned this in a brata. Nashim shamru chamim ein lehem ketuba. A woman that was about them that said they have no ketuba. Again, I'm in it for chavrotea. The mama in it and her friends, I the, the people that were mentioned along with her, I I learn it and the shnia ein lehem manu matam aval tosefet yeshla yeshlehen. They they won't they would get. <coughs> they wouldn't get the 100 or 200, but any extra amount that the husband uh, stipulated, uh, then uh, they would be entitled to it. However, Nashim uh, What about those women that the rabbi said they'd get divorced uh, without uh, getting their ketubah paid out? We had these type of examples uh, before in Hamasechigon. Overet aldat vukavera. It's a woman who goes against Jewish law. For example, we said she doesn't. Uh, she sleeps, she doesn't tell her husband uh, that she's still a nidda, uh, she feeds her husband untied food, etc. Uh, that, that, uh, and, and all those types of people, um, uh, they wouldn't get. There's no, uh, they, because they are the cause of the breakup of the marriage, uh, they don't get any of the kutubah, not the, not the extra amount of kutubah, and definitely not uh, the the. the uh, the, the essential part, the 100 or 200. However, if a woman goes out because of a, a bad name, i.e. Uh, she's assumed to have committed adultery, not like Marsha Lefaneha, she takes what is left uh, of her property and she goes out as well. Uh, so she does take certain uh, she does take money out and this is Messiah the supports Ravuna I'm Ravuna Zinta if a woman um, uh, uh, was, you know commits adultery uh, she has not lost uh, 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 come in uh, she doesn't lost the right uh, to her uh, clothing her worn out clothing she can still although the husband divorces her uh, because she's committed adultery uh, she gets possession of her clothes and all other things that she brought into the marriage um a woman who uh, committed adultery, uh, she loses her right to uh, uh, worn-out clothes. Uh, she doesn't keep her that, that clothing. Uh, if she was uh, unfaithful and uh, you know, had, uh, had this affair, uh, would her clothes also have an affair? You know, so you can't penalize her clothes. Tana loyv sida balot came in. Uh, we say uh, the we, we say the opposite. A woman who uh, committed adultery uh, does not lose her right, right to this worn out clothes. And Amar Rabba Barachana, Amar Rav Yochanan. Rabbi Ochanan said the name of Rabbi Yochanan, this brata that taught uh, that she would lose her clothes, that is, uh, at, um, uh, Zu Divrei Menachem Stimta, 
Stimta, uh, this is Rabbi, Rabbi Menachem, the, the Stam opinion, unattributed opinion, uh, and that's it. Aval Chachamim Rim, the Rabbi says, Zimta, Loi Sida Balot come in. The Rabbi say, No. Um, that uh, she uh, uh, she doesn't lose her worn-out clothes in that sense. Okay, all right, so that seems to be the prevailing opinion. However, if the woman, uh, from the get-go, he married uh, this woman, realizing she was Ailonet, uh, she would get a kutubah. I'm Rav Huna, Ailonet, Rav Huna says an Ailonet is like a wife and not a wife. Uh, it says, Almana, Isha Gemura. An Ailonet is like a wife and not a wife, and a widow uh, married to a coin. Garo uh, is fully a wife. What does this mean? I don't need to shove a new She's like a wife and she's not like a wife. In other words, Hikirba, if you knew beforehand, Yesh Lakutuba, uh, then she gets a Kutuba, a law Hikirba. If you didn't know before, uh, Ain Lakutuba, she's uh, assumed to be a mistaken transaction, Mekhtaut, Vain Lakutuba, she does not get a Kutuba. Amana, Ishagamura, uh, but an Amana, uh, she is uh, considered to be a total wife. Bain Hikirba, or Bain Law Hikirba, Yesh Lakutuba. Whether or not he knew about it, she was a widow uh, before marrying her or not, uh, then uh, she, she will get a ketubah as well. However, Rav Yehuda Omer, Echatsu Vechatsu, Ishava Enosha. No, it's like a woman, uh, like a wife and not a wife. Uh, in other words, this, the, the opinion is, Hikirba, Yesh la ketubah, if you recognize beforehand uh, that she was a widow. Uh, or oh, an aisle on it, uh, then uh, she gets a ketubah, lo hikirbah. If you didn't recognize that thing beforehand, ain't la ketubah, she does not get her ketubah, okay, if you didn't know anything about her beforehand. Mate we challenge it uh, from a brata. If you married the woman, presuming that she is that way, i.e., that there was some suspicion uh, that she's there's a problem, i.e., she's an ailonet or she was forbidden to him, like a, a, an armana, and it says viyeshla, uh, uh, viyeshla. Um, you know, she can, and we find out that she is that way as suspected. Yes, the ketubah, then she gets a ketubah. Hi, Stama. Uh, and what's about the Stam situation? We didn't know anything. Uh, um, uh, she's not entitled, you know, if you married her without specifying, and then all of a sudden you find out she's an island at all forbidden to him, uh, she wouldn't be entitled to a ketubah. Yomara says, Lord Tama, hi, Stama, ain't like a No, don't say it implies that he marries her without specifying uh, that you wouldn't get a ketubah. Ella Ema, rather what you say, Kansa, Lukeskat, She Aina came. He married her that, thinking that she wasn't uh, uh, that, that way. If a Nimsa, she came, and then it's found out uh, that she was that way. And Lakutuba, in that situation, it's a Mekhachtaut, uh, total um, surprise to him, and therefore uh, she doesn't get a Tuba. Aval Stamamai, uh, what would you say if it was a Stam? Itla, uh, she would actually get a Kutuba. Is that right? Adatani, Lukeskat, She Nimsa. Instead of teaching uh, the the case where he married her, presuming uh, that uh, that she was, and then she's found out to be a problematic woman, uh, that she does get a ketubah. Why don't you teach Lishmin and Stama Vakoshukainha? You should teach her in the Stama situation, uh, not specifying. And uh, and if she marries her without specifying, uh, she'd be entitled to ketubah. Then all the more so uh, in the case where he marries her on on purpose. Uh, that you would be entitled to Kutuba. Uh, so that's one challenge. Otani, and also uh, we, we should learn another brata, Kansa. Uh, we learn another brata, Kansa, Biadua, Nimsa Biadua. 
Mary knowing for sure uh, that she has a problem, and then uh, it says Vyeshla, and 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 it's found out that that is the case. All right, Vyeshla Kutuba can't you know, so she has she does get a Kutuba in that situation uh, because there's no mistaken problem over here. There's no mekachtaot in this situation. It's not a, a, a mistaken transaction. Kansastam ain't lakutuba. So therefore, and we, we, we learn from here, uh, if she marry without anything, uh, it's assumed as if he, he didn't know anything. He didn't specify anything. He just married her uh, without checking it out, maybe, ain't uh, like she does not get a kutuba. This knocks out Ravuna. Uh, so uh, th- that does knock him out completely. And Ravuna, Matnitin, Ita Ita. So what happens is Ravuna uh, was misled uh, by the language of the Mishnah and he inferred uh, something that uh, was incorrect. Uh, and we explain how he got to his position. He's, he thought, the fact is the Mishnah only mentioned uh, if he knew she was an eye on it to start and he then still he married her, then she does get a kutubah. Dafka mentioned eye on it and didn't mention an amana, a, a widow. Michlal, the amana, afilustama, namaitlai. Uh, she might, she thought that uh, uh, the implication with a widow, uh, even if you marry her with, without knowing she's a widow, she would also uh, get paid uh, a uh, her kutuba, um, uh, the, the, on this in that stand position. Uh, it says that is not the case. Kikitani la amana. Really, what it means, it, uh, it, even though it didn't teach amana, afluglad ayalonit ka. When it teaches alach of the ayalonit, the widow, it was actually the same as the uh, as the ayalonit. Right, and therefore, uh, whether the, if the husband's aware of the situation before he goes into the marriage, uh, he states that with Ilonit, and the same thing would be with the widow as well. All right, uh, that Hadran Alach, Amana, and his on it. We have finished the eleventh chapter, uh, and it's a good place to stop. Even though there's a little bit more uh, to you know to get through of the daf, but it's a good place to stop. So we will. Everyone should have a great day.